You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you this week's episode is brought to you by tonal Tonal is a smart at home gym that replaces every machine in the weight room and has personal training programs built in so you'll never have to go to the gym again. And the best part, Tonal has a sleek design and looks like a TV on your wall. There are no bulky weights or racks and unlike other products that are just cardio, with Tonal you get a full body workout with real weight up to 200 pounds of resistance. Tonal coaches can offer you instruction for a variety of workout styles. Full body muscle building and multi-week weight loss programs, high intensity classes, bike and tread specific programs, upper body, lower body, and core specific workouts. Try Tonal, the world's smartest home gym. Get the strongest deal of the season now. Visit www.tonal.com for $250 off your Tonal purchase. That's T-O-N-A-L.com. This exclusive deal is only for a limited time, so get your Tonal today. Tonal, be your strongest. Yeah, especially with this year, because, you know, last year I did 21 races, and especially now more than ever, Say yes to an adventure. Don't start when you're ready. You know, I got that on a pair of uh, Peloton shorts, Rome Peloton shorts. I look and it says, don't start when you're ready or something like that. And, you know, start now. You know, I think you can plan trips. You can plan adventures. Even during this crisis that we're the whole world's facing right now. And still do stuff for yourself because that's that's what's going to help people go in and really enjoy their lives it's more than just your output more than a bike when you hear your shout out you know it's all right put on your magic pants and let's go we're cruising into the power zone clip in set yourself free come on and take a ride with me you know what you need to know and what's it all about everything you need it's on the clip out Welcome to the Clipout, episode 183. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. How's the brave new world in which you find yourself living? I assume you mean Apple. Yeah, I mean, you're used to the Rona world we live in. <laughs> so I meant the you, you've you had your MacBook for a while, but to this week you got your iPhone. I, I did in my Apple Watch. Okay, so the phone 
I think the biggest thing that's not fun is just that like everything has to be re-downloaded because I lived <laughs> on an Android app for so right. long. And when you get it, I mean, I guess Apple's probably the same way, but when you log in to a new phone, it's just like, bloop, here is everything. Yeah. And you have to start all that from scratch. It downloads everything for you on um, whenever you're going Android to Android. And my guess is Apple to Apple does that too. That seems sen- sensible. Yeah. So um, that's been difficult, but not awful. Just Just time consuming. Really, nothing's been that hard. I really have enjoyed the Apple Watch more than the phone because I've kind of come to the conclusion that Garmin is for like hardcore athletes, people who are exercising all the time, especially triathletes, because a lot of the Garmin's and uh, they're waterproof and they right. Apple's waterproof too, but it does lots of measurements with it doesn't matter. The point is, just trust me. So the Apple is more for fun. Like you can be an athlete and do all those things. You got, a, you got a puppy there. I got a dog crawling up, <laughs> crawling up on my lap. Um, Hi, dog. People on the YouTube channel can see the dog <laughs> wanting my attention. So you can do all of the hardcore workout stuff with the Apple Watch, but you also can have fun with the Apple Watch. Right. My favorite feature so far is that Minnie Mouse is on the face and I can change her <laughs> dress to match everything I'm wearing every day. And she talks. And you do. Yeah, I promise you she talks. This is a great commercial for Apple. You were trying to get it to talk, and now it's not. <laughs> That's really frustrating. Well, it's pro- you know what a bit it is? is huh. Disney knows we're recording a podcast, and they're like, <laughs> you didn't pay for the rights to use Minnie Mouse's voice in your podcast, so we're not going to let it work. That's how, That's how good Apple is. Well, right now I'm annoyed. <laughs> but overall... Until uh, this moment, yeah. you've been you've been enjoying. In, in all seriousness, um, the being able to use the Apple Watch with the bike and like it connects instantly, uh, the bike plus. Let me be clear. It's it's really nice because it just it's very simple. It's very right. easy to use, and uh, I've also enjoyed it over on the Tonal because yeah. it works with the Tonal too, and you can get the Apple Music you listen to on Tonal. So having the Apple Watch has been the bigger of the two adjustments, but like. All positive things that I've gotten to do. Gotcha. So overall, it's been a good experience. It's just getting getting used to everything. Yeah, it's a whole new ecosystem. Then, so you, there's just adjustments. Yeah, because so. you know every, you know how to do everything when you use your phone all the time, right? And now it's like it takes me a lot longer to figure things out. Like like just sending my own giphy can't do that anymore. <laughs> like I can, but it takes forever for me to go to the right place right, to do you've it. Got to stop and think. Yeah. So. Well, uh, so what uh, what do you have in store for people this week? I don't know. I got all distracted with my watch. <laughs> Trying to get your watch to work. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about a new acquisition for Peloton. We're going to talk about what's going on in the the Japanese, or excuse me, the Taiwanese media outlet with the Peloton manufacturing plants. Okay. Uh, and, um, and then we're going to talk about some issues that uh, SoulCycle is having. And also another lawsuit for Peloton because, hey, why not? Sure. Just all kinds of Peloton stuff. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeart, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us while you're there. Be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you'd be so kind as to leave a review, we have a new review. Awesome. Let's hear it. <laughs> so this is from Katie Lives Peloton. Okay. And it says, I'm a sucker for a good Peloton ride and a sucker for a good Peloton podcast. This podcast is the highlight of my weekend. Aww. I got my bike about two years ago and it has been life changing. Thank you. Aww. So thank you 
for the nice review. Yes, thank you very much. So also don't forget, you can find us on your interweb delivery device at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And of course, check out our website, theclipout.com. Sign up for the newsletter, which uh, I didn't send this weekend. Whoops. Not as easy as I made it look, eh? <laughs> oh, and, look who forgot. And of course, don't forget our YouTube channel where you can watch the show in glorious HD, now in color. I'm just thinking of old-time TV shows now in color uh, at youtube.com slash the clip out. So that's it for all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? Yes. Breaking news. So joining us today from Run, Lift, and Live, it's John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? I'm doing well. How's it going? It's good. It it's good. good. Yeah. So I guess we should, uh, since we ran the breaking news sweeper, we should use the, the breaking news segment oh that's that's a good idea that seems like the best way to handle <laughs> yeah, that usually if you like play a card like breaking news you should then have some breaking news right. to follow that up break news so oh, okay. like this is this is pretty much hot off the presses because because john like i was driving home and you like dropped this in the bucket you <laughs> yeah yeah I, I just happened to uh, run across it i don't know anything about this news outlet i just noticed that within it they referenced that a company called PeerFit, which I guess is like some form of corporate wellness platform. Like they, they present, it seems like they present like local workouts or instructors and or um, online based instruction. And, and you can look for where you can get to those in your area or you could sign up for classes that are virtual online through their platform and they tend to sell their offering to insurance companies and, and, and corporations. And so the article suggests that it looks like they've been acquired by Peloton. It states that they've had some 30 employees that at one point, you know, were listed on LinkedIn as being employees of PeerFit, but now as of late are listed at, on LinkedIn as being employees of Peloton. Huh. So it's nothing that's been announced. It just, Looks like they did some research and have assumed it. Also, I checked uh, Crunchbase and it says that that company is worth about 50 million. And the article states that Peloton recently had an SEC filing where they disclosed that they had just spent some 74 million on some type of technology acquisition or intellectual property acquisition. Hmm. So it, it, you put these things together. That's what it sounds like. They just acquired this company. So any initial thoughts on what they would be doing with this company? I don't know. It throws me a little bit, right? Because when you go look at the, their site, again, you can type it. You go to the site, it, it you know checks your location, and then it goes, okay, in our network, like as if you were looking for a doctor, right? Right. In, 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 in your network, your area, here are all the providers that you could, you know, take their class if, and you can sign up right from within their platform. And here you can sign up for these virtual classes as well. And my mind keeps thinking, well, if, if Peloton acquired that, you'd think they would just want their classes, not all these hundreds and hundreds of classes from all these various providers across the country. It, like, so I don't know how I don't know how they're going to use that. I, so I don't, I'm not sure where my mind goes. And I am completely guessing but my mind can't help but wonder from a human resources standpoint if they're going to use this to leverage ways for uh, companies to be able to uh, use Peloton to write off insurance. Like, like incentivize like, their HR departments or their benefit programs to 
get people to use their Peloton, whether it's use the app or buy a bike or. And and somehow this technology allows them to like link it to what they're already doing, opening it up to more people, thereby in this is all in my own head, they could even further reach their democratization of fitness goals because right. because now they're getting people are going to be able to get reimbursed in some capacity right. or get if, a discount or whatever. Yeah, like, oh, if you have the Peloton app and you use it five times a month, then the company will credit you half of that back towards your off of your cost of benefits. Yeah, that you're chipping in or something, you know, that's where my yeah. mind goes. My mind tells me it's something that's probably really creative and probably bigger than my mind can process, right? <laughs> probably that's the same bet. That, that's the I'm same going, I'm asking people in my side. I'm like, should I be excited? I don't know. Should I be excited? <laughs> like, right? Probably a month or two from now, we're going to go like, yeah, it was an exciting thing. I don't know. <laughs> well, when they finally announce it, then then we right. can be excited. For now, right. we'll be cautiously optimistic. <laughs> right, right. That's what I'm at. And then also uh, you had some uh, some news out of Taiwan. Yeah. Tell us what's going over what's going on going there? On in Taiwan. Yeah. See, that's how exciting my life is. <laughs> I'm just looking at Taiwanese news articles. That's, you know what I mean? Like when you've been married 32 years, you, you know, it's you know, it's bad when when you go to watch something on YouTube and all yeah. the ads, all the pre-roll ads are in Mandarin because because you've been searching. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And right. Tom knows that because because of his job, he's always looking up weird rock bands. Yeah, like I was doing I was doing a, a Spanish language show one time. And so I was I was looking up all the bands that were on it. And they were they were all like, you know, like. You know mariachi style bands and it was like right. for a month all my ads in you on youtube were in spanish yeah and to be clear there's nothing wrong with that it's just that if it's you actually like to watch it for the next you know suggested yeah. viewing it really right. messes right. with it's your just, suggested viewing speak spanish <laughs> so <laughs> it was wasted yeah. that yeah that's happened to me with the echelon stuff i started getting a million uh, echelon stuff. that happened to me but anyway so this taiwanese news article on uh money dj the, the story was about Rexon. It, it's actually about one of Peloton's producers. Okay. Yeah, manufacturers. And the story was about, you know, their earnings and, you know, they, they, they reside in, in Taiwan. So, of course, they're reporting on that. But in it, you can kind of get some inklings of what's happening with Peloton because Peloton is one of Rexon's major customers, one of their primary customers. They have others. Rexon also makes some of the Nordic track material um, bikes. And they also make... <laughs> power tools and a bunch of other stuff, but their primary customer is Peloton. And in it, the article, they indicate a few things. First, they talk about Peloton and the Mactonic Center opening up in December next month. And we, we all knew that. Right, they right. talk about how Rexon went to two shifts for producing the bikes. And I think that's the 24 hour kind of production. So we kind of knew that. But then they mentioned that, oh, and by the way, Rexon has a, a manufacturing facility that's opening up in fourth quarter of 2021. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that's that sounds like new information. I, I don't recall hearing that on any of the call, the earnings calls or anything. Right. Yeah. So, so. they're expanding. You know, it was just another element of where Peloton may be able to get bikes and treadmills in more mass because they're. Uh, Rexon is increasing their manufacturing capacity and and also points to even higher demand than what we were guessing, you know, because the last earnings call obviously was for the three months prior. So. Right. So like 
it continues. Yeah, I think that that's continues. a signal that that continues. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Checking out the competition. So uh, this is just gossipy. It is. Right. It just, I mean, it's just. It's even it's not even Peloton It's Peloton adjacent, but it's just too fascinating to not talk about Soul Cycle. Has uh, found itself in the news yet again, again yet ag- and yet oh again, my. not oh. in a good way. Soul cycle, soul. Cycle. What is happening over there? Yes, I don't know. It is crazy at Soul Cycle, I mean, oh. and it's been crazy there for I mean, you know, for at least the last year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. So you kind of posted about the timeline, but like this started last year. So it all started with first, what was the first thing that kind of kicked it all off? I think the first thing was their major, one of their the majority owners had that dinner to do a <gasps> yes, fundraiser for yes, Trump yes. in late 2019. And, and yes. it, it was like really expensive per plate. And it was at um, his mansion in the Hamptons or something. And no one said anything about it until like, I guess some soul cycle folks got upset about it and all of a sudden it hit news that you know why why is he raising money for trump and they there was a thought that that was counter to the, the beliefs, messaging that soul cycle kind of pushes out. right yeah. right so that became a big deal and you remember at the time it hurt them because they were about to announce their their at-home bike yes, yeah. yes. and they had to delay the whole thing because they had issues with funding after that all broke Right. Yes. <laughs> so that was the first thing. Right. Then you cut into early 2020. All of a sudden, just out of the blue, a bunch of soul cycle instructors just started quitting on Instagram. And it was like it was all about like the the lack of diversity and how they would say that they were diverse and inclusive. But really, behind the scenes, they weren't being treated very well, if I remember correctly. That was what they were stating in as they walked out the door right. with their Instagram post. Yes. They were like, they, OK, their messaging is this one thing. They do this fundraiser thing, which was against their messaging. And now they're treating us a certain way. And that's against what they're saying in their advertisement. So we can't be this hypocritical anymore. We're leaving. Right. Right. So so a bunch of instructors left. Then we heard about uh, <laughs> the CEO Going on a spending spree. Going on a spending spree on company money, buying handbags. Right? Okay. Then then all of a sudden we heard that she was she was fired. Yeah. Or that. Right. She should have been. Right, right. But it took months and she was fired. Then we heard after she was fired that Soul Cycle had a, a suit against them for a discrimination or something from an employee that was had was pregnant. That's right. And she claimed that she was fired because she said she's pregnant. That's right. I'd right. forgotten that one. There's right. a lot to keep up with. <laughs> right. There's a lot to keep up. It's like a whole soap opera. Right. Then we found out that that same CEO that got fired told a male employee that wanted to go on paternity leave that paternity leave is for pussies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Then we heard about that. This is just the latest story. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just been on and on. I mean, it does not stop. They do not fail to give you some great entertainment. So So, so this one is like all these these instructors. 
Well, I'm sorry. You say it in your words because you cracked me up with your post. So your <laughs> words. <laughs> well, it's, it, it's, it's incredible because now this article, the Business Insider article is saying now they've got complaints from employees and riders that these there's a, there's a host of instructors are fat shaming and what was the other term? Uh, like um, whenever you come on to somebody and it's not welcome. Um, right. Uh, what's the word? I don't know. I don't want to use the, right, the wrong yeah. terminology. Like, yeah. like at work, you know, whenever you're... Sexual harassment? Yes. Okay. Yeah, like, Harassing them. Yeah, right. because one of these instructors showed up at a rider's home. Whoa. That's... Well, yeah, well, that, I guess it sounds like the, the rider lived at a dorm. That's right. That's right. Ale- in college or something. Allegedly. And the instructor showed up at the dorm. That makes yeah. it. That's that's worse. Oh, yeah, it gets worse like, because because then he wanted a certain activity and she sure. declined. And then he said he suggested an alternative activity that Ooh, was. Yeah. <laughs> you're using, see, I've used all the wrong words. Got myself all in trouble. See, you're you're stating it much more eloquently. <laughs> So one, you would call the full Monty. That was the first suggestion. And the second was he didn't have to remove any clothing, but it was all about him. Okay. And uh, and she said no. And he said, that's the least you can do after all I've done for you. I mean, you can't make this shit up. Wow. The article is like these these instructors are like these pseudo celebrities, like it calls them. And they're they're basically saying it has just gone way all into their head. Clearly, I mean, right? if any of that is true, that is if any of it is true. Way one yeah. of them, one of the instructors, they claimed that whenever she had classes, she would fat shame the people at the front desk if they had people working that day to introduce her riders that were not in shape. She would fat shame them and complain to the company that you got to put people up there that are, you know are in shape before to introduce people into my class. Wow. It's right. funny that they think they're celebrities because I was looking like at the picture that we have up, which I'm assuming this is a picture of, of soul cycle instructors. <laughs> and, and all I can think of, it's like, you know, when there's like a popular movie and then they make a sequel, but the sequel was made just for DVDs. <laughs> right. Right. Like this looks like that cast. That's like, <laughs> Like it looks like if someone made a straight to DVD sequel for Peloton, this is who would they would cast as the instructors. <laughs> you know, I was talking to Erica about this, right? Like, so back in the the early nineties, Erica watched a certain set of soap operas on one station, and my grandmother at the time, who was alive at the time, she's long past, but at the time, she watched a set of soap operas on a different station. And so, if my grandmother came to our house, she would look at. Erica soap operas and she was like that looks so fake (laughs) my grandmother's house and she'd be like that is just so fake that's so wrong like it makes me wonder like to the soul cycle rider the these instructors probably look like the real deal. The, right. the, the instructors, what they're used like, to, yeah. That's exactly right. It's like when you watch the local news in a different city. <laughs> yeah, you're like, who right. are these jokers? Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you know what? It also made me think. Reading all this stuff and reading all of how this had just sounds like it, it just just gone to their head. It made me think. I wonder if that's something that is broader across the industry. Like, are there instructors at Peloton maybe, or at others where this is just, there are such, uh, so many people that are in admiration that it's just inevitable that it kind of gets to. Well, I mean, we, we, 
we have seen that, right? Like, I mean, the Oliver Lee story, I think, can be classified under that umbrella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You know? And so, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like overall, we we haven't seen as much of it at Peloton or they've well, done a better job of kind of keeping it under wraps. Right. But I, I tend to think it's the first one, which is they've it's just there hasn't been as much of it. I would There's agree there hasn't reason. been as much of it. But I also would say that um, sometimes when we wonder as home writers about changes that are made to the instructor lineup, maybe, maybe yeah, there's I mean, things that there's reasons. <laughs> like maybe there's reasons that those things happened, so they never got to that point. Like right, you know right. what I'm saying? Totally, yeah. And so, right. so I mean, maybe we need to give Peloton a little more credit for keeping things in check over there instead yeah, totally. of being so upset. And we're not trying to cast any aspersions not on anyone who's left the company. We're just saying that, like sometimes when you see these changes and you're just like, how could they? You don't always know. We don't know what happened behind right. the scenes, in good or bad. So it's like, I mean, it, it could be getting to the point where. Maybe there's it's just not a good fit anymore. Yeah. So if next right. week you tune in and it's just Crystal and John Mills, we'll be like, uh, you, you know, Tom, you know, I did something. <laughs> I did something very, very bad. <laughs> <laughs> On the but other yeah. hand, if you tune in next week and it's just me and John Mills, <laughs> <laughs> that would tell you that everybody got really mad at me making the assumption, me making the connection that potentially some of the instructors might have gotten a little out of hand that left. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, it's got to get to your head. I mean, yeah, how can totally. it not? All the adulation and all the admiration, my mind. I think Peloton has just hired some really great people Absolutely. and they've got a really great structure because SoulCycle. I mean, they don't have nearly the level of popularity, I would think, of this Peloton instructors or the advertising that they get of their right. people. It's not as large. So my mind just think that's got that's got to be a something they have to kind of manage to. Well, and I think that kind of is one of those top down things, which really is what I was alluding to that, like when there's things that happen behind the scenes and we don't understand something just suddenly changes in Peloton world, there might be reasons, not necessarily that somebody even did anything bad, but that they're making sure nothing bad does happen. Yeah. And like, and I, I think over on soul cycles world, there was no reining it in. Yeah. It was just like, whatever. And I think also they're not (laughs) under the microscope in the same way the peloton that's a good is. point and so it was probably easier right. to just be like well you know i mean he clocked out you know peloton might have done some good in that way too because maybe maybe because peloton has skyrocketed to being so visible that might have been the impetus to have some of these soul instructor soul cycle instructors start saying things because maybe right. maybe they were that. like right. you know hey there's there's other companies that don't allow this kind of right. thing this is right. not normal like totally. we thought it was yeah so I'm waiting for the next episode of As Soul Cycle. Stay turns. tuned because right crazy. here we'll, we're going to report on it when it happens. <laughs> well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that with us. Uh, until next week, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Facebook um, at my Run, Lift and Live page or my Run, Lift and Live group. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift and Live or at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Talk to you later. Bye. Sure. Bye.
If you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these I just had toast Which you love Because you have toast Almost every day I do It is the (laughs) best textured Bread of this sort That I've ever had And if you're doing the math It's zero to one grams Of net carbs Zero gram sugar And high in fiber So don't give up Being a breadhead. Hero Bread Is offering 10% Off your order Go to Hero.co And use code TCO at checkout That's TCO At H-E-R-O Dot C-O Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? Well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, And they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping so there was another uh volley in the (laughs) ever increasing volleys of battles between peloton and and nordatrack yeah talk about uh (laughs) soap opera yeah so Uh, (laughs) peloton uh filed another complaint under under seal in federal court against nordatrack as part of the the patent Yeah, yeah. And so so first they filed a a lawsuit against Nordic Track several months ago saying, hey, you guys copied off of us, basically. Right. In in layman's terms. And then Nordic Track said, hey, you guys used our stuff because you have the auto follow and swivel screen. So now it's your turn. Right. And now Peloton is like, yeah, we're not done here. And so supposedly they have Peloton has proof or there. It looks like they have proof. They're alleging they have proof that Nordic Track actually was able to steal some of their trade secrets or attempted to steal some of their trade secrets for their advertising plans. Yeah, by by using the same ad agency, right? Or- yeah, from the what it looks like and a lot of this like it's under seal and and uh, they said that the, the, within 7 days you'll see a redacted version of this complaint but that Nordatrack's parent company reached out utilized its advertising agency to try and get copies of Peloton's advertising campaign so they could see exactly 
where they were. I'm, I'm assuming I know if I was doing this as a marketer, I'd want to know where they were advertising and what they were spending and what they were paying. Those are two different things. They sound like they're not the same. No, no, it's, that makes but, sense. But it's like, like I want to know overall what they're spending, but also what what price rates they're getting to see if maybe I'm paying too much, you know. Yeah. And so that's uh, yeah, that's a little that's a little sleazy. So if it's true. It's a whole lot of if it's true happening today. He said in case one of Nordatrack's attorneys <laughs> stumbles across this podcast. So, but uh, but yeah, it's just an interesting uh, an interesting step in that process. It is heating up. Uh, agreed. Agreed. This is going to be very interesting to watch it play out. New content. Peloton has partnered up with Metallica, or as my mother liked to call them, Metallica. No, she did not. No, she didn't. <laughs> She did once say the Led Zeppelin. Okay, fair but, enough. And she meant it totally was not being ironic in any way, shape, or form. I do not know where my sense of humor came from. It was not her. <laughs> well, I, for one, am very excited about this Metallica ride. Yeah. I am ready to ride. Right. After this, this is done. So I need to... Get it moving. Uh, <laughs> but um, tonight is going to be, so Wednesday, 11-18, uh, Kendall is having a live ride. And uh, then on, gosh, there's a whole bunch. Andy's doing a full strength on Tuesday. Dennis Morton's doing power yoga. That's going to be fascinating. Power yoga to Metallica. To Metallica. Now, power <laughs> yoga, you move a lot faster than the okay. traditional yoga. Gotcha. And then Olivia Amato is doing a boot camp on Thursday the 19th. And Eric Yeager is doing a bike class on Monday. So all kinds of great Peloton Metallica classes. And then while we're in the world of Peloton and music, they are teaming up with Spotify for their hot country playlist, which I am also super excited about. <laughs> uh, this is a, this is a playlist that like you've listened to it many times. You you like this playlist. Yeah, the hot country is. And it's a great way since I book a lot of country acts back yeah. when there, you see for our younger listeners, there used to be this thing called live music. <laughs> and, uh, and hopefully there will be again. Yes. Someday. But uh, but yeah, so as, as someone who isn't a country fan by nature, it was a good way for me to just kind of stay up to date on country music so i would listen to the hot country playlist quite a bit yeah it's a good playlist and i'm excited about it there's going to be a flow with ross on, on the 19th a run with selena on the 19th at 10 30 a.m eastern i want to point that out because uh it will have already happened by the time this airs but there was an error whenever they posted it on instagram they used ah. the wrong date and time so hopefully people saw that. And then uh, Hannah Corbin is doing a live ride on uh, 1120 at 730 p.m. Eastern. Lots of good stuff. And then, you know, we've seen lots of chatter online over the last week. What about the turkey burn? I know. Calm down. And we finally have some insight as to what's going on there. Yes. Are you bringing it up? I am. Calm down. <laughs> Speaking of calming down. I want to make sure I have time to get on this ride. <laughs> Welcome to Gratitude Week. Welcome to Gratitude Week, indeed. There's, you know, this all started. Do you remember whenever I first the had pilgrims? my when I the the gratitude at Peloton specifically? Oh, okay. all started with the original Turkey Burn ride. Yes. Do you remember sleeping through it? I do remember sleeping through it. Our first year on the road while while I had a Peloton. Yeah, we were. At, you pulled it up on your tablet, and 
I fell asleep on the bed while you were watching the turkey burn. Yes, yes. Uh, And uh, so this week, it's going to be an entire week of classes. There's going to start with Monday through Wednesday is going to be uh, each day. We'll have a gratitude class, 10 minutes long, 10 minutes long. And then when we get to Thursday, things get crazy. There's going to be two on demand turkey trots. Now, this is the first time Peloton has had a turkey trot. So you might be familiar that a lot of um, a lot of cities have a turkey trot every year. And it's usually a 3K. I mean, a 5K, three miles. And um, so this is Peloton's. This is their contribution to that. And you can everybody can your group can start it at the same time. You can do this social distancing. This is something you can hang out with people and do, but like in a very safe way. Or you can take it on your tread, whatever you want to do. But it's on demand. It's got an out and back. So they're going to they're going to cue you when to head back to your house or your starting okay. point. Um, so there's uh, there's going to be a 30 minute and there's going to be a 45 minute. The 30 minute is with Maddie and the 45 minute is with Matt Wilpers. Um, and then on Thursday, there's going to be at 8 a.m. the first turkey burn ride because there's so many that there's so many people we got to split it up right alex is doing the first one so 45 minutes at 8 a.m eastern and then there's going to be again for the first time ever family fit live with jess sims so there's going to be a class that everybody in the family can take which is great (laughs) since the family's together and then the second turkey burn ride will be at 11 a.m eastern with robin and then uh, there's going to be for you know after you've eaten you want to slow down, then you get to do your flow and let go with a DD, and and then there's a gratitude meditation at this, to round out the day. And on Friday, there's going to be another new series uh, called Bring the Heat. So they've never done this before. So there's going to be a series of bike boot camps, power yoga, uh, a run with Bex. Uh, there's going to be a ride with Emma and then um, hit cardio with Adrian, which I want to point out 30 minutes and it's live. Uh, so a lot of people don't get to take those hit cardios live. So make sure that you take note of that and they, see it. They should have done a Metallica ride that day. It could have been a fade to Black Friday. <laughs> it's true. I guess they felt like that was the week before. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday, you get to do a Saturday 60 with Jess Sims, another boot camp. And then Sundays with love on Sunday to round out the whole week. So you got all sorts of Thanksgiving stuff. Dial it down. <laughs> People need to settle down. Peloton will get there. <laughs> Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen, her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. Dr. Jen, hi. Hey. Hello. So I guess we'll just jump right in. We were going to talk about turning point classes, like a class that you took that just kind of changed changed, your mindset, changed your outlook. I love these kind of turning point moments because I think they very much shape us as athletes. And I think a lot of the time people don't think of themselves as athletes, you know, that especially when there are people like, you know, Robin doing 100 miles and ultra marathons and things like that. But if you're getting on that tread, if you're getting on that bike, if you're getting on that mat, you're an athlete. And there are classes that we take, like I know for me, I did a big turning point class for me was I did a 45 minute hills run with Matt. And it was one of those things that I was like, 
I can never do a 45 minute Hills run. And then for whatever reason, maybe I was seduced by the good music selection or just (laughs) his charm and how adorable he is. But I was like, I'm just doing it. And it was one of those things that was a turning point for me because all of a sudden I went, wow, I could do that Hills cross. I can do anything. And then it made me feel like, you know what? I can stretch that. I would see a class and be like, I would normally be intimidated by this, but I'm going to do it. And what it really speaks to and, and, as a sports psychology consultant, our mental state, how we approach our workouts, how we think of ourselves as athletes is a huge, huge factor in how well we do and how we progress. And it's important to always check in with ourselves. Is something holding me back mentally or physically? Like I know a lot of the time on my long run day, like I'll be running and I'll be like, oh, I don't know if I can go. How do I do this? And I do a scan and I kind of go, okay, is it my endurance? Is it my strength? Is it my mind? And what I found is now that I have been doing Peloton for as long as I have and doing as much cardio as I have, 95% of the time, at least it's my mind over my body where I'm just like, oh, I'm just mentally tired, like, or I'm just tired of doing this. And what I have to do is really kind of re-energize and kind of check in with myself. And I think that that's really important. And it's important that we use these kind of turning point classes to challenge ourselves, to help us to grow, and also to kind of build our self-esteem as athletes. That's really interesting because, you know, whenever I, I heard the phrase turning point class, I was kind of thinking of that it had to be like some momentous occasion, you know, like you'd reached yeah. a certain milestone or right. you got a PR or something like that. But but I guess really it could be as simple as a person who they've never taken a live class. They're scared to. And then yep. they take a live class or or perhaps it's a person who's they've only taken 20 minute classes and they're like all beginner and they're not they're not sure they can handle a, a real class. And I put that in quotes because right. I don't I yeah. consider all classes real classes. I guess those can be, too. Absolutely. You know, it's funny. I have a, a girlfriend in D.C. who we started doing once a week. We do abs and a strength class and a foam rolling or stretch class together. And we do it, obviously, from afar. And she is pretty she's very new to peloton and she is someone who is does not have a big athletic background and she had kind of asked me like well, what do you do on each of the different days and i sent her my schedule and then i was like you know 10 minute core on this day and you know 10 minutes of glutes and legs on this day and 30 minutes of cardio and this and that and she's like, okay i'm going to join you on this day and she's like but i don't think i can do a 10 minute core class and i and i said to her i said yeah, you can. I was like, <laughs> you don't have to do it exactly like Olivia's doing it, but you absolutely can. And you can modify as you need and you can take a rest if you need. And we're now doing it every week. And she now knows she can do it because Aww. she pushed herself. And for her, that was the turning point where she said like, oh, I can't do a 10 minute class. And then she did it with me and then was like, oh, well, I can do 10 minute classes. And what she's found is that now she's doing 10 minutes of core on her own. She's doing 10 minutes of arms on her own. She's doing 10 minutes of glutes on that. It kind of helped her to expand to do that in all, in all areas. I love that. I love Yeah, it is it's so inspiring. You know, people get so, they get so scared to try something new. I, I think that focused on the negative. <clears throat> I feel called out. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That's because I called you out. 
Yeah, well, I was actually just about to call out Tom and ask Tom. If so until next going, week, me and my best friend on on Thursdays or Fridays to do a little core with us. <laughs> so there, vacation, Tom. <laughs> it's good to know it's out there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, on that note, yeah. until next time, where can we find you? <laughs> you know, anytime I want Tom to rap, all I got to do is say, "Yep, Tom, maybe you should hop on a Peloton. Maybe we should <laughs> five I, minutes, Tom, please. Up, oh, we got to go. Where can people find you? <laughs> she's going to start ending her sessions like that she, with, exactly. with clients. She's be like, instead of being like, well, I guess that brings us to a close. You're going to be like, yeah. get on the Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. People can find me on social media at Dr. Jed Man. Two ends on Jeju, ends on man. And right now people cannot find you on the Peloton, but I'm working on it. And I'm still <laughs> hopeful that week after week of us chatting that maybe I can get Tom to Keep do five minutes. That's literally can, her job. Yeah, a girl, a girl can help. I told you the first time we ever spoke. I'm not going to give up on Tom. <laughs> she did. So she did say that. Year later, Tom, five minutes, just five minutes, please, Tom. <laughs> and I was like, let's have her on the show weekly anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is kind of odd that you agreed to that. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Because deep down inside, there's a part of him that wants to start. I agree. He wants, Why he wants to rebel against his rebellion against his family history of having exercise pushed on him. Isn't rebelling against rebellion conformity? I'm spun around. <laughs> no, I think ultimately it is good self-care. It's figuring out what's in your best interest and following through regardless of any other people in your history who had their own agenda. She's so good. She is. You should do this for a living. <laughs> yes. I, uh... You know, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And now I don't know how to wrap up because you already said where to find you. Yeah. So. How, how you can wrap up by being like, you know, this week I'm gonna try five a five minute class. Just five minutes. I think Tom. we just wrap up like uh like in an improv class and scene. <laughs> And another new development, bike boot camps and tread boot camps have been separated. They have. They have. Uh, since day one of bike boot camps, people have been asking for it, and now it's happened. Uh, so it, it has its own category. You can go find it very easily now. However, we already have some issues because, Uh-oh. you know, people are never happy. Sure. It's change, right? <laughs> but they're, they're legit questions that people have. Like, for example, if you already took the class, it no longer shows up as taken because oh, they okay. moved it into a new category. So now oh. that category didn't exist. So it's it's not flagged anymore. Oh, okay. And frustrating, but I get it. The Apple Watch doesn't work on Uh-oh. the bike boot camps anymore. That seems like a short term thing. I would think so. But I did have people bring up the fact that when you walk away from your bike, it ends anyway, like it disconnects. OK, so if you're you're doing the bike boot camp, you jump off your bike to go to the floor to do the floor routine. If you get too far from your bike, it disconnects anyway. So I don't know, gotcha. uh, you know. Who, Peloton has not made a statement on it either way at this point. Doesn't mean that they won't. Doesn't mean that it's not going to get fixed. I'm just letting you know that's where people stand. So it's very exciting. And I want to point out that the bike boot camps are now live. They are live. That is brand new. They okay. were not taking live. They were all dropped on demand. So I think that that really shows how much excitement people have for it. Absolutely. So with the uh, holidays just around the corner... They're just around the corner, you know. They are. So if you're wondering what to get for somebody, 
who loves their Peloton is looking for something a little different. Groove on. Groove on. Yeah. It's a great addition to your bike. And that's bike or bike plus you can get for either. You can get a groove on for either one. Absolutely. And, And so what it does is it allows you to change your resistance with just a click of a button. And if you chick click it twice, then it goes up by five or no. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's programmable. It's programmable. Right? So you can you can set it to go up by whatever increments you want. Yes. No decimal points. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> but yes, you could you could make it be the seven. You could do the sevens, right? And, and you go up by sevens every right. time. And then you click another button and you go back down. And uh, I will say that this is super helpful when you are out of the saddle, especially because uh, you can get you can get one that has a controller that you put on the end of your handlebar or you can put it down in your like second position or you can get the deluxe package that has both. And uh, it's awesome. My favorite is when you're out of the saddle, because when you're out of the saddle and uh, y- y- OK, maybe I'm the only person this happens to, <laughs> but uh, I am not the most balanced individual I lose my balance. Watch it, Tom. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell like, you had all kinds of jokes hmm, going there. She just and, said uh, she's not balanced. <laughs> but when you reach down to like change, sometimes if you're going really fast, right? Uh, you know, you might kind of tilt a little bit. Sure. And uh, so being able to not move, be very steady, and just click a button. That's a game changer. And it's super helpful for people that love their power zones. Yes, it is perfect for power zone classes. I feel like it is made for power zone because you go to the same uh, your same zones. And once you know you need to click it three times or whatever to go to the next zone, that's all you got to do. It's like uh, how you have a volume knob on your radio, but you also on the newer cars now, you've got the volume control right there on your steering wheel so you don't have to reach over. When's the last time you've touched the volume knob on your car? Never. On your actual head unit. You, yeah. You, you use the one on your steering wheel. I have never. In my new car that I've had for two years now, I have never once touched now, that. Now, here's something I would be concerned about. Uh-oh. Like, what if you're so used to that being the volume control? Oh, no. They play a song you like, and you just start cranking up the... <laughs> The group one. <laughs> well, then you're getting a better workout. That is true. It's really a win-win, Tom. <laughs> like, I am exhausted. So this is a Kickstarter that they've got going on right now, and they have a limited number of discounted Groovons available. Yes, uh, so for clip-out members only. For, for clip-out listeners. So you want to head on over to getgrooveon.com. And and take advantage of that. Yes. And uh, and like I said, maybe get it if if you have a loved one in your life that has a Peloton, you don't know what to get them. Here's a great item. Yep. Head it's on perfect. O- head on over to getgrooveon.com. Just a real quick point: the iPhone app now has the not taken by me option that the Android app got first. That's right. So Android app had its moment in the sun. That moment's now over. Android app still has the weights option that's filterable. And the iPhone does not have that yet. Well, the Android app had the wait option for a long time. You've, you've been waiting for it to work right for years. Oh, my God. Seriously, you guys, you don't even know how nice the iPhone app is compared to the Android app. It is like Android app lives in a third world country without water supply, indoor water. That's how different it is. You guys just don't know. You don't know. I should post screenshots. So what you're saying is they don't know. They don't know. Okay. So Alex Toussaint was featured on uh, 
NFL something or other? The NFL kickoff on Fox. Okay. So it's like it's like the thing that kicks off NFL for the day on Sundays. Okay. And uh, and he was featured on it. Uh, so I guess at the beginning of every Sunday they have like this opening montage it's that they get you do. Pumped for some football. Yes. Okay. Yes. And and Alex got to be part of that this week, and uh, he basically like pumped them up about you know like get ready, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, and rah. It was great. We actually had to figure out how. How to find football on a TV so you could watch it? Yeah, we did. You we were like, "Who's we showing did. football?" I'm like, "I don't know." Yeah, and it's it's Fox NFL, and Tom was like, "Probably on the Fox channel." And I was like, "Oh yeah." I'm like, <laughs> "I haven't followed, paid attention to football since the Longest Yard, the Burt Reynolds version." Oh, okay. not the Adam okay. Sandler version. Okay. I'm a purist. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> uh, but this is awesome exposure for not only Peloton but Alex Toussaint. And uh, I just want to say to all you guys who had. Ye of little faith, man. I posted the teaser about this and the Jen Sherman fans went apeshit. <laughs> they were very upset. They like <laughs> they just read into it like the worst possible thing so they could get mad. Everybody was very scared that Alex was taking over football rides because because Jen does the football rides and it's a thing and it hasn't been this year because it, it's been a weird year. Right. But never fear. Never fear, guys. It was just it was just a tiny little commercial and it was awesome. <laughs> Thank goodness. Peace has been restored in yes. the JSS realm. <laughs> Couple quick Tune Day items. Yes. She was uh, signed by ICM. Yeah. So do you know much about ICM? I mean, it's a it's a big talent agency. I mean, I, I, I book bands through them if when they'll return my phone calls. And uh, <laughs> but uh, but, you Could know, you it, book Tune Day. Well, she's not a band. I know. So I don't really know. But maybe what I would, like just. Just book her for the day for what me. I would sell tickets to, but oh right, yeah, <laughs> gotta pay for it, <laughs> right? But yeah, so they represent a lot of you know, and most of these uh, agencies that rep bands also rep actors and actresses and models and just in just different realms, and a lot of times they'll try to package things together if they can or whatnot. But uh, but yeah, no, so ICM that they're, they're a big deal. Well, that's that's awesome. She was also signed to a different agency not too long ago, so I find it interesting. Can you not sign? Can you sign to two things, or was I that like a different like like maybe one does appearances and one does voice? Because this mentions voice work specifically. Interesting. Um, yeah. So I I don't know if like. If they're for two different kind of purposes or what? But yeah, I thought if you if you had an agency like they kind of did all of that, so I'm not really entirely sure what to make of that. I don't know either. Yeah, well. and then also uh, while we're on topic tune day uh, <laughs> she took over vogue beauty's instagram last friday yes and she talked all about uh, makeup tips and you know being the awesomeness that she is so very cool if you have not seen that definitely go back to instagram and check it out it is worth watching of course i say that about everything tune day does because she's amazing <laughs> So then uh, Peloton this week revealed some more of the Beyonce content that they're going to be rolling out. They did. And this time it's revolving around HBCUs, which for the uninitiated means historically black college or university. Yes. And and we kind of knew that this was all related because they talked about how homecoming was uh, Beyonce's homecoming. This was all homecoming. This was homecoming. Like they did all the uh, memberships to Peloton at right. the HBCUs. Yeah. So it's kind of all connected. It's this like kind of ongoing partnership that you're going to see but the the other cool part about it is they created a two-part series that's called hbcu at heart and um it's it talks about the actual partnership between beyonce and peloton and it talks about the historical black colleges and universities it talks about the homecoming there it's like 
all of this, it kind of brings it together. And the other cool thing is that so Chelsea Jackson Roberts uh, is the one presenting this. And then she was a Spelman grad. Right. uh, Which is. Uh, in HBCU. Correct. And I am super excited to announce she will be on this show in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we're going to interview her in the next day or two. And yes. you can look forward to that interview talking about her time at Peloton and, of course, HBCUs and their importance to her. And uh, that'll be coming up in the next probably two weeks, maybe. Yeah, I think two weeks. Yeah. So we're going to bring it all together. So make sure and watch these videos before, because by the time we get to the interview, you're going to kind of it'll be a nice round a full cycle of all the things, the Beyonce classes, yes. these, these, uh, the series, and then the interview to kind of round out the experience. Absolutely. So John Mills pointed out to us the Debug 2020 Summit is has a has some Peloton content associated with it. Yeah, and I can't see it now because you took over the whole screen. Oh, there it is. I have to like scoot all the things out of the way. So. Do you remember the Peloton Senior Vice President and Head of Global Marketing, Dara Traister? I do. Well, she is going to be speaking at the Lesbians Who Tech Conference. Uh, And it is going to be November 16th through the 20th. So the last day of it will be already happening. Um, She will be speaking at 4.45 p.m. Eastern on the 18th. So we post what? On the 20th? Correct. So people will have already missed it, but it's awesome that she has the ability to the chance to be there. That's really cool. There's you can see all the other speakers. Yeah, it's a pretty impressive lot. Yeah, it's a lot of big names. There is. Yeah, Yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for one of the Peloton employees to be part of that. And you can go check out their website because I I bet you a lot of that stuff is cataloged. up there. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I just assumed it was something you had to pay for. And, you know, you, you know, you only got your one chance to see it. But you make a great point. Yeah. Everything is digital right now because it's COVID. <laughs> Touche. And then Jen Sherman had an announcement. She did. She is launching a new signature series this Sunday. And uh, <laughs> it is called Cover to Cover. So for those of you who ride with Jen Sherman often, you might remember that uh, last year she did one that's called My Mixtape. And one of the uh, mixtapes that she did was all cover songs. Now, Jen is a very talented person when it comes to picking music. Yes. I feel like her cover mixtape was my favorite from last year because it had some covers I had never heard of. There were covers I didn't even know was a thing. And uh, so Jen promised that this series will be taken at old school. You know, the favorites that everybody knows and loves. But also we're going to be learning some new new stuff, unexpected covers. So um, I, I love unexpected covers or covers that you wouldn't expect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what? Unexpected is ones that you wouldn't expect. It was just funny. Oh, okay, sorry. But like, like, <laughs> but I totally get what you're saying. I mean, like, <laughs> like, uh, like when a band you wouldn't think would cover a certain type of song. Yes. So, yes. Uh, like uh, the Eels have a version of Prince's "I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man." Oh, and it's so good. Really? So so good. So I uh, I think of um. Johnny Cash doing Nine Inch Nails. Right. Like, that's the unexpected one. Yeah. Or his uh, version of Rusty Cage by Soundgarden. That's really good, too. Very good point. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a really cool series. So it starts this Sunday, 930 a.m. Eastern. And it's been a year in the making. Wow. A year. And then finally, Emma Lovewell. <laughs> 
got a new house she did so apparently she kind of got kicked out of her not kicked out like she did something <laughs> wrong that sounds terrible uh, she's a troublemaker <laughs> she, they were forced to leave because of the pandemic like the, her landlord wanted to renovate right? right and then they were able to find like a temporary rental but then in the mid that like all happened at the beginning of the pandemic so then they were kind of stuck in their temporary rental because gotcha. it just kept going yeah. and going and going and uh so when they got their rental it was outside the city now she's lived in new york city for 12 years and uh she never thought she would ever live outside the city but renting there they kind of had to start making some choices because you know renting is just not something that everybody wants to do forever right. so it was time and they found a house and it's outside the city. And uh, if you haven't seen this Instagram post, definitely go check it out because it is hilarious on the other two slides. Yeah. Um, she's like, they're tearing down a wall of renovating this house that they're closing in. And <laughs> and, uh, and then if you go to the next slide, um, she is using a leaf blower on her property <laughs> and it's amazing. So uh, it's another I love seeing instructors in their natural habitats totally. outside of the <laughs> outside of the studio. Um, but she's very excited about it. So wish her congratulations. You know, and I, I know the instructors, they're doing OK for themselves. And I know that they have connections in the world, but I hate to see them flaunt their connections and wealth this quite this way. Here she is pictured with toilet paper. <laughs> it's so when the rest of us can't even find it, she's like, oh, look at me. Just we're casual in the back. I've got toilet paper. Well, look at you, Miss Fancy Pants. You know what? I bet that that was a welcome home gift. It probably because is. Because there's the banner up. Yeah. And there's there's a whole like there's a bunch of other stuff in there, too. And it's in their little farmer's market box. I just thought it was funny with it, toilet paper getting hard to find again. I'm like, wow, look at your little show off. <laughs> but congrats to Emma. That's Absolutely. awesome. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Paul Bradley. Hey, Paul, how's it going? I'm good. How are y'all doing? Good. Good. Good to see you. We haven't seen you since, gosh, two years ago, I guess, at the not uh, obviously the the homecoming did not happen this year. So the homecoming before that, I think, is the last time we saw you, right? Yeah. Wow. I think we uh, we probably ran into each other at the Beck concert. Yeah, okay. yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Gosh, it's been a while. That night's a little bit of a blur. <laughs> totally. I think for many of the community, it probably is. <laughs> I just remember lights, sound. <laughs> Fireball. Yeah. And, we, and right now, everybody would want to be back in that room together. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. Definitely. So. I miss that world. So, uh, Paul, tell us how you originally found Peloton. Okay. Well, it started actually December 2016. I started seeing some Peloton commercials and I started talking to Karen about it. And she's like, oh, yeah, I used to spend all the time. So we actually end up going to Austin in February 2017, and we went to the Austin showroom, and so we're, we're up there, we're looking at the bike, trying it out, and, you know, I, I was thinking, okay, we, we'd go back home, because Karen at that time, you know, she was very conservative on buying anything, and, and so I'm like, okay, well, we'll make it, and Karen's like, no, I'll take it. person. <laughs> <laughs> So we ended up getting it in March. So that's how we got started Peloton. Now, I didn't start riding right away. 
Okay. I only took 11 rides that first year. Um, 11? 11. That sounds like a lot to me. That's <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah if- so I was kind of I was kind of like you, Tom, because my first leaderboard name, well, probably my second was actually I ride my wife's bike. <laughs> <laughs> So, needless to say, I had to change that, but, you know, it was uh, it was pretty funny. And then, you know, I started working out at work. I did change jobs in 2017, so I started working out at work, and I started riding uh, a cheap bike at work and kind of got used to, you know, the seat and riding. And I told, I came home to a parent, I said, I think I want to ride now. So, my first live ride was a 45-minute ride with Robin. And uh, Karen had posted a picture of me in the do epic T-shirt, and kind of blew up uh, on Robin's page that day. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, at some point, though, you you transitioned to running, and you guys got a tread too, right? Yes. So, you know, late in that year of uh, 2017, you know, I'm working out at, at the gym at work, and. I said, you know, I, I started walking on the treadmill and I said, I wonder if I could run. And I had I had not ran in 25 years. Wow. Um, and so next thing I know, I ran three miles. It was like 26 minutes or so. And I felt really good. And I said, OK, I think I could run some more. So I started slowly progressing to running and then. January, I think, 2018, Peloton announced they were coming out with the tread. The same day, I changed my leaderboard name and pre-ordered the tread as soon as we could, and we got it in December 2018. What was nice uh, that your wife this time let you pretend to have input. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I I bought the tread. She bought the bike. (laughs) My guess is, though, that, like, she probably just let you think you bought the tread. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I feel like we'd be getting a different yeah. story from Karen. Oh, yeah. You'd be amazed how many leggings I own. <laughs> <laughs> it's <Yeah>. a lot. <laughs> I just got a bomber jacket in the mail today. It's a flight jacket and Sorry. it's gorgeous. You called it a bomber jacket. No, I compared it to my existing bomber jacket. See, he doesn't even listen. He doesn't even listen, Paul. <laughs> Even I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so like, were you, you said you started exercising at work. Does that mean that you had previously been working out? You kind of had a lull. Were you always working out? What What is your background look like from a fitness standpoint? There wasn't one in the last twenty five years. So, I mean, that's a long time. Is a is a very long time. So, I, you know, I was in the military. I was in the Air Force. Once I got out. I'll be the first to tell you, I, I kind of struggled the first two years after I got out. Didn't know what I really wanted to do. And then I found the horticultural business. So I've been doing that for almost uh, 30 years now, pretty close to it. And I really have found, you know, what I was meant to do in life. And that's to be in the landscaping the lawn, all of that business. Well, I'm glad you clarified because when I hear someone say horticulture, I just assume you sell weed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
don't get me wrong. If Texas ever, uh, <laughs> I, I probably will start my own growing operation. I'm not saying that I advocate that at all, but I do have a great green thumb uh, <laughs> on indoor and outdoor plants. So, you know, I've been able to grow many legal plants uh, <laughs> along the way. You're like, I don't have to grow anything in my basement. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or have a high electricity bill. Right. Awesome. Good to know. <laughs> That's great, though. Uh, I could probably use some advice because I. Oh, I can't... thought you were going to say weed. No. <laughs> Like, well, we'll talk after the show. This is a new, <laughs> a new piece of information. Go no, on. Just joking. No, but like Clip I out Cheech. That's what we're gonna start calling you. <laughs> I was just gonna say that like I cannot grow things like to save my life. Like I, I am terrible at growing just about anything. And so like the only thing that I've had any success with are those like those air plants because they require only air and a, <laughs> and a little misting every once in a while. That's that's my kind of plant to take care of right there. <laughs> She's so bad at growing things. Even her daughter is short. Hey. What? <laughs> well, then my mom was too because I'm short. <laughs> so was my mom. I was like, so stop. Yeah. <laughs> so we mentioned you a couple of weeks ago because you had you recently had this grand adventure with the Moab 240. I'm really curious, like, what inspired you to do that? Like, how did you, how did you land on that? Not like, you know, a short 50 miler or something. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so it, it really started 20, 2018. And okay. Karen and I, we were watching a Spartan uh, world championship on ESPN. All right. You know, cause nowadays you can watch anything on TV. It's true. Yeah. That is true. And so I kind of fell in love with watching them compete and, you know, all the different obstacles. I've always looked for challenges in my life. And so first thing I did was after that show, I, I looked for a Spartan race near me. I found out one was going to be in San Antonio in March of 2019. And I signed up. And so I get out there and I signed up in the age group, which was a now I look back, it was a bad decision because I was like the smallest guy out there. And I'm like surrounded by all these big fitness buffs. And here I'm like, <laughs> with my you know, dad vibe going on. <laughs> and so. For, um, wait, I, though, for people who don't know what consists of a Spartan race for people who may not know. Okay, so this particular one was a Spartan sprint race, and it consisted of, it was supposed to be three miles. I think it ended up being six, and it had uh, 30 obstacles. So, and I remember uh, Joe Gaviola telling me, don't get electrocuted, but that was a, a different type of race. But, you know, they, uh, they have different obstacles like walls, bars, you know, ropes you got to climb. And then if you don't complete an obstacle, uh, you have to do 30 burpees. No. So at the at the end of it, I had accumulated 180 burpees. So, oh. um, oh but God. I didn't finish last, which was really good. But I really enjoyed it. And I ended up doing three more Spartan races that year, finished a trifecta. And 
Uh, a trifecta in a Spartan race is where you do a Spartan sprint, a Spartan super, and then a Spartan beast. And each one of them graduates a little bit more difficulty. And by the Spartan beast, I was really like into working out and I completed that 13 mile, 30 plus obstacles with no burpees. Wow. Nice. Wow, that's incredible to go from having to having to do the burpees to completing the longest one without any. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, so I started and in between that, I did some 5Ks, a uh, couple 10Ks, and then, you know, ran some half marathon. And then the way the Moab 240 came about was Karen was following David Goggins on uh, last year's race. And so she's like, you got to look at this. And so, you know, I started tracking him too. And, you know, I was like, wow, this looks like it would be like, you know, pretty intense. So I started looking it up and, you know, it just, just kept eating at me. You know, I think I'd love to do this. And, you know, everybody that I told what I'd want to do this, they said, oh, you're crazy. Even Karen, the first thing she said, don't you want to do like a 50K first or something? I'm like, no, nah, I want to do this. <laughs> so it took a little bit of coaxing from a friend of mine, Scott Compa. And so I mentioned it to him. He looked it up and, you know, that's all he and I talked about for a while. And so come January 2nd, when they opened up the sign up for it, he signed up and they sent me a picture and I was <laughs> like, what? And so... I sent Karen a message like, I'm signing up. And she's like, okay. You know, I, I get to see the roll eye emoji coming after that. <laughs> so, so then I signed up and, you know, then the pandemic hit. So Right. And I wasn't sure if it was going to happen or not. Sure. Yeah. So many things have uh, gone away. It's been, it's been a, a tumultuous year, to say the least. But like, is it 240 miles or 240 kilometers? It's 200. It's, it was actually 241 miles this year. They just thought so that was fun to add The in. majority of the racers uh, ended up going 241 that completed it. Um, I think uh, 60% completed the race this year. So there were uh, 195 or 200. So about 130 people or so finished the race. Wow. Did you do any special training leading up to it or did you just keep doing what you've been doing? So, you know, I, I'm going to tell you, like when the pandemic hit, I was, you know, we, we were actually in New York City when it happened. Um, oh, my God. I remember that. You guys went like the weekend that everything shut down. And I was like yeah. worried about you guys. I was like, oh, I hope they get back. OK. <laughs> so we if we want to backtrack to that. We actually had a family meeting, me, Karen, and Cora, and we talked about everything good, the bad, the ugly. If we went to New York City, we took family vote. I said, if one person votes, no, we're not going to go. Everybody wanted to go anyway. So, you know, looking back now. The, the fact that we made it to there and back, I wouldn't change it for the world because we actually had the best time. Uh, we met a couple of friends up there, uh, Erica Dunmeyer and Tammy Haber, who was actually uh, on the featured last week or the week before. 
And me, Erica, and Tammy actually went ahead and ran from Brooklyn to Central Park. We did our New York City half marathon. Wow. Oh, nice. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, we were supposed to go to Mexico like that the following weekend after yeah. and we and we bailed. We just yeah. we were so worried we were going to get somehow Stuck separated from the kids, yeah. not be able to get back. That was just a really a really scary time. And yeah. also we were just afraid we wouldn't enjoy ourselves because we'd be worried right. about what would happen. You know, but you guys were all together and you were in the country. Right. So that made that a little less dicey. So I I could see us making that decision if it had totally, been in like, the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was yeah. just the uh, if your worst country. case scenario, you rent a car, right, and come exactly. and drive back. You know, even if it is for us halfway across the country, like it's yeah, it sucks, it, but we could do it. But it'd be a longer drive for them because they live in Texas. They oh, would okay. have had to go yeah, yeah, even yeah. further. But, but uh, yeah, but yeah, but to go to Mexico, like to leave the country, it's not about Mexico. It's about right. being outside of the country, and then you know, because especially at the time, there's all the talk about shutting down the borders, and it was right. just like, uh oh. <laughs> But back to your yes, back, back to, to your Moab. Moab. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, I, I got up to two hundred nine pounds uh, because I became the quarantine bake man. I was cooking cookies, uh, brownies, all this. I was cooking stuff on the grill. I was experimenting, <laughs> and you know, I was just trying different stuff. And so, so it, just to recap, you don't grow weed, but you're the Bake man. <laughs> making brownies. Yeah. Making cookies. What was in those brownies, Paul? Okay. Okay. I got to the munchies. On Robert Gates, because uh, uh, he uh, he's the brownie guy. Um, and then I'm like, I need a I need a quarantine name, and I'm like, quarantine bake man. So, you know, uh, so. I I transitioned from that pretty quickly because uh, Karen's like, you got to stop doing. So, <laughs> so, but between uh, as, when I quit that, um, I started feeling a pain because I, uh, you know, I wanted to start writing again. I started feeling a pain in my right Achilles tendon, and so I went to my orthopedic doc, and he diagnosed me at that time with Achilles tendonitis. Mm-hmm. So he put me in a boot for six weeks. And so he would, he said I could ride the bike, but I couldn't run. So, um, so I started riding, I'd, I'd wear the boot all day, get home and I'd ride a little bit. I wasn't doing like crazy stuff, even though Karen will say I was, uh, cause you know, when I get on the bike, I want to go for a PR every time. It's just like competitive nature myself. <laughs> um, but then you know, once I once I got out of the boot, I was like, okay, I can start riding. So I started off gradually, and I didn't follow anybody's training program. I just knew what I needed to do. So I started doing some trail running, and I started running a lot in the neighborhood. And I got to where I'd run from four, six to eight hours at a time. And, you know, I'd do a walk-run so I wasn't like just trying to run for eight hours. I was trying to kind of uh, prepare myself because I knew there were some steep hills and things like that there that I was going to have to walk up. So, uh, isn't that but, the David Goggins method? Yes, and but see, he he's able to run strictly on dirt roads and, and sand. There ain't a lot of that here. 
except at the trails um, at Government Canyon. And, you know, I did some runs out there. But, you know, it was funny. The very first time I went out there to run, the trail, I had my pack on and everything. And within the first mile, I fall. <laughs> what? And, uh, yeah, I fell. And I, I caught myself with my hand. And I laid there for a minute. And I was like, okay. Nothing's broke. I looked around. Nothing's broke. Nothing's bleeding. And so I stood up. I was like, okay, focus the rest of the way. And so I was able to keep going after that. So I did some good trail runs there, some good trail runs uh, in a different part of San Antonio. But the majority of it, I would run on these hills in our neighborhood. And, yeah, I'd get up 3, 4 in the morning and just go out running and I would come come back home about halfway, change clothes, go back out again. Um, Karen was a big support. Once I started running and she saw me putting in the effort, that's when she really started planning our Moab trip. She she hadn't did anything up until <laughs> seeing me prepare for it because she didn't know if it was going to happen. Sure. Or not. Yeah, I, I get, get that. that. <laughs> so, so how does that work? Is it like? Because it's such a long amount of time to run, so you're just supposed to run that straight through. There's no breaks or sleeping, no no naps. And so each, and this is what actually, this is how I got out of the race was, you have 15 aid stations along the way, and you have a certain time frame to hit those aid stations by. And so I had to hit mile 57.3 by 6 a.m. the next morning. I got there at 7 a.m. Mm. So I missed the, the cutoff by one hour. But a lot of that was uh, due to when I was running, it was about mile 40, turned my foot on a rock. I didn't fall, but I bent one of my uh, trekking poles that helped save me from falling down. But when I did, I felt this really sharp pain in the back of my Achilles. So I sat down, I just really started massaging, working on it. The sweepers start coming by and they make you get up and uh, walk if you can. So I, I got up, I started walking around and I'm like, okay, I can walk on it. So we started walking together. Then we came upon this guy that had blisters all on the bottom of his feet. And oh my God. Like, well, this guy, they're going to take forever. And so at that time, I looked at my watch. It was about 2.30 in the morning, and I had about 14 miles to go. So three and a half hours. And I said, I wonder if I can make it. So I took off, light light run. But, you know, the, the light I had is not wasn't the ideal light. If I could do it all over again, I would have spent the $300 on the Gala light because it projects a different light for the area instead of just a you know direct and you know so i'm running walking and i thought i was going to make it but five miles to go I ran out of water mm-hmm. so i did the last five miles with no water yikes by the time i uh, reached breaking bad aid station so <laughs> i was yeah. uh you know, I, I get there and the only food they had left was a couple pieces of bacon, uh, some Oreos and some M&Ms. So that was that was what I got to eat until I met up with Karen later. Oh, my gosh. So then we, like just 
Like, where are you at in the world at that point? Like, you're, you know, because you're about, what's the math on that? About a fourth of the way through, a third of the way through? I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm not great at I'm math I'm a math either. com major, so. Yeah. But, uh, so, do they, like, have a car that will get you somewhere, or how, what What happens? So, this was uh, this was one, one of the really remote locations. Mm-hmm. It was about a two-hour drive. So it's a 17-mile dirt road that you go down. And so they, they had to call in. It was eight of us at this aid station that had to be picked up. And so they sent a truck out that could pull really four people in it. You know, and Destination Trail did an excellent job on uh, the COVID and everything. Uh, anytime you're in the aid stations, you have to wear a mask. You're in a vehicle, wear a mask. So they they really planned this out really good to protect us and protect their uh, employees and volunteers. So we you know we end up going uh, to the next aid station, which was Indian Creek. Uh, we turned in our trackers at that point and to uh, actually uh, the leader of that aid station this year was Mike McKnight. So I got to meet him. He was the winner of it last year. Oh, wow. That's cool. Um, So he set, he set the record men's record last year. So he's a really great guy. And so then from there, it was a, it was a two hour drive back to cabins where we're staying at, which stayed at uh, where they actually held the event at the Moab RV uh, campground. So it's really nice there. So what was it like compared to what you thought it was going to be? It was to me. So the first, the first seven miles, you know, first three miles, it was all just paved road. You go through the city of Moab, uh, really like a residential area. And then you hit the trails. And I think I had posted a couple of videos of me running and it was just kind of a up and down trail. It wasn't really nothing like challenging at that point. And then you hit that first aid station is about eight miles, nine miles. And then from there it was, or it was actually eight miles. And then from there it was like straight up a mountain, but you're like zigzagging up this mountain. And I remember because at mile nine is when David Goggins passed me. Uh, and I stepped to the side and let him and his little crew go. And I told him to stay hard. So he's like, right on. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, that part was, uh, I felt like was the most difficult, except for night running, because, you know, my short legs, there were some of those rocks that I'm having to use my hands to pull myself up on. So, oh, wow. But, so you were kind of climbing I sometimes. I do you think you enjoyed the um because it doesn't sound like a typical run so when you say you enjoyed it like i'm wondering if you enjoyed it similar to how you enjoyed all those obstacles that you did on the spartan yes, races absolutely the other part was during this whole training i really fell in love with just running okay um, i know some people that's hard to believe but for me you know i just enjoy the time out there by myself and just you know, challenging myself. But, you know, once I got to the top of that, that first mountain, you know, I look back and I see the whole city of Moab at that point. And, you know, I felt like I accomplished something really great at that point. And then, you know, I look up and there's this, you know, it's like a prairie 
just grasslands and you run through that and then you start hitting like slick rock and and the whole time you're just you're in awe like for me because i've never seen stuff like that karen and i went to grand canyon many many years ago but this was a little bit different i guess now that 2020 hit you can really appreciate these adventures that you are able to take so i soaked it in i took many pictures and you know just kept moving moving forward and i finally saw them karen and core at mouse 17.9 or something like that changed my socks shirt actually lubed up my feet because i had three small blisters at the end of my toes at that point because i ran it felt like a 90 degree incline or you know a, a sharper incline that i was running down and my toes just kept hitting the bottoms of you know my shoes and it wore some blisters and then you know when, when i stopped at that next aid station i put this run goo all over my feet and i never had another problem over those 57 miles wow i mean that's amazing that's a that's a testament yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially so, after what I saw in yeah, mine when I did yeah, my, no my little marathon on the treadmill. Yeah. My tiny little marathon. <laughs> but yeah, it, a mar- it's still, to me, a marathon is a really special moment. You know, and I mean, you, you shared it this year. Alon uh, Nager, he ran his today, you know, his New York City virtual and I was tracking him the whole time. I think he was right before we got on. He was a little over five hours over. Um, wow! It's a uh, to me, you know, it's you. You can say that you've done that. That is true. Yeah, absolutely. True. So do you? Uh, so do you think you'll give it another shot or no dice? So I really thought about it. Yeah, I know what I said after the <laughs> the the race, but. I created a GoFundMe, and it's Make Paul Run Moab in 2021. So I want to do it again. You know, that's why I created the uh, GoFundMe, because if I told Karen I wanted to run again, she'd probably stab me or something. <laughs> I get that. I get that. <laughs> so, um, you know, last year I did a fundraiser for uh, MMRF for the uh, New York City Half Marathon. So I figured what I'd do with this would be to pay for the cost of my entry fee and any associated uh, money left over. Uh, I would donate it to the United Way of San Antonio. Oh, that's fabulous. That's That's really great. I bet that's an expensive venture between the travel and the entry fee and just getting there and all your supplies that you need. I bet it's I bet it's not an inexpensive thing. it it is a very expensive journey. You know, it's one of the it for me it was uh, probably the best journey I've ever decided to embark on. Definitely the most expensive. And equipment wise, I probably only need a few other things to make 2021 better than 2020. You know, but the airline and things like that it. I would relate that kind of like a New York City trip. And we've we've taken five of those like you and I. We can relate uh, on our New York City trips like the people that live up in Connecticut. They can't relate to our uh, travel uh, expenses because they can just take the train up there. 
Right. Right. And they can be there like in an hour or two versus like it's an all day event when we go. (laughs) Exactly. And 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 we're exhausted by the time we get there and everybody's like, Let's go out and party and we're like, What? (laughs) And then we do, but (laughs) But that's that's all you do there. Uh you know, you hang out with friends. So, you know, if I, I look back and if somebody was to ask me what really got you started on this journey, Karen and I, we were talking about that. And, you know, there's so many people within the, the Peloton community that have fought different diseases, you know, cancer, life changing things uh, where they lost loved ones and things like that. And those people were the people that really inspired us because Karen and I, we, we didn't do anything. We'd go to work, we'd come home, we'd hang out, watch TV. Once we got our Peloton and really got involved in the community, she was there in the community over a year before I was. And she started, you know, conversations with different people and learning all of these different stories. And that's what really inspired us to, go on our adventures, you know, and say yes to this, say yes to that. I mean, she hasn't told me no on any of my crazy adventures. And, you know, I, I love this, this girl and, uh, you know, she's been there to support me. We both support each other. You know, I'm not a big planner, but last year I surprised her and sent her up to New York City with Oliver's treadmates so she could hang out with her friends. So luckily she ended up in New York City and not New Jersey or something. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So I guess as we're circling back to Peloton, do you have any advice for people who are just now getting a bike and or a tread? I would say first thing, get involved in the community. You know, get to know who you're riding with. You're gonna find your people. The people I found that I really enjoyed the most was the original JJ's crew, you know, that was, you know, admin by Billy, Tracy, and Lisa. And, you know, they were able to bring so many people together. And that core group of people that I met through there really helped me to meet other people. And I would say the more you get involved in the community and, you know, the, the writers or the instructors that you like, the more you are to stay in it and enjoy it. I think that's great advice. And I totally agree. I I have never felt so much that the the saying is true that I do with Peloton, that the more you put in, the more you get out. And uh, I just feel like the Peloton people are are my people. And I love that Peloton has led me personally on so many crazy adventures. So I totally get what you are saying. There's so many things that I never would have tried, never would have done had it not been for Peloton. It has been like this. Yeah, this this, <laughs> this conversation would not be taking place if it hadn't been for Peloton. I wouldn't we wouldn't have a podcast. We, I wouldn't have a bike. I wouldn't all the things. So and I wouldn't know you. I wouldn't know you. And I love yeah. talking to you and Karen. And uh, you guys have always been great to us. And, and we really appreciate that. So I think that's great advice to get to know the community and i would say you know especially with this year because you know last year i did 21 races and especially now more than ever say yes to an adventure don't start when you're ready you know i got that on a pair of uh, peloton shorts rome peloton shorts i look and it says don't start when you're ready or something like that and you know start now 
you know, I think you can plan trips, you can plan adventures, even during this crisis that we're the whole world's facing right now, and still do stuff for yourself because that's that's what's going to help people go in and really enjoy their lives. Excellent Ab- advice. Absolutely. So, what is uh, what is your leaderboard name? Just tread it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, once once they announced the tread. I changed it that day, and that's just my leaderboard name. So I, I won't change it again unless some life-changing thing happens. Uh, but that's just that's just who people know me, and it's uh, I love it. So I want to I want to go back for just one second. On you were talking about the lamp and how your headlamp when your Moab trip. I'm curious. Because I'm a gear nerd now that I've found Peloton. And I'm curious why just a regular headlamp wouldn't work. Is it because there's too many shadows and stuff? And like you needed one that was like more wide angle? Or is there something totally different? All right. So first thing is I've changed batteries six times, I think it was. Whoa. Um, in 57 miles? No, in 17 miles. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, that's too many. So and the, the Pegala lights, I hate to like try and do an advertisement (laughs) you know uh it's a belt light it goes around it's around your waist and it has a rechargeable battery pack that comes with it and it projects a wide amount uh, of light instead of when you're right there i mean i probably saw four to six feet in front of me i think i saw some couches and stuff at night because they say you see hallucinations at night in the desert Um, really yeah, I definitely didn't want to go sit on them. Well, there were probably some cactus. That's yeah. good. That's for the best, I think. If you see a random couch in the middle of the desert, it's... It's a trap. It's a trap. Yeah. <laughs> Don't believe it. <laughs> I think that so, means you were tired and you wanted to sit on a couch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if I could add one thing about the whole Moab 240 experience was, you know, I said I ran 21 races last year. This was the first race I ever ran for Destination Trail. And I would have to say the uh, race director, Candace Burt, she put on absolute fantastic race from the planning to execution, everything, especially during COVID, they, they, all the things that they made her change to be able to make this race happen. And it was the very first race that, I probably ever started on time, um, <laughs> you know, and I mean, it was like five, four, three, two, one, go. And if you want to follow somebody on social media and get some good trail running advice, uh, run Candace run. And so she, uh, she does some really great runs. You know, she puts on three great races. I'm definitely not doing those, but I would <laughs> like to repeat the Moab 240. And hopefully Scott Compa will go with me this time. <laughs> he didn't go after he signed up. He didn't go. I thought I just no, assumed he, he went. He had he had some hip issues, so hopefully he's doing some great rehab, and um, you know he'll be able to join me in in twenty twenty one. Okay, awesome. That's, that's great. So uh, before we go, where can people find you on social media if you would like to be found? On Facebook, I'm just Paul Bradley, and then Instagram. P. Bradley 007. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. I'm glad you're up and moving. I can't even imagine 
57 miles. Like, I know that's not <laughs> even the whole thing, but sweet baby snow peas. I mean, it's that's a huge a accomplishment. Yeah. It's an amazing yeah. feat. 57 miles is no joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, Lord. I appreciate it. I actually didn't have any soreness in my legs. What? Um, what? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking. The only soreness is in my Achilles tendon, and I go back to the doctor on November 3rd, so hopefully we can figure out what's going on and, and get it repaired or rehab for next year but you know I, I put my legs through some good training and if you do that you'll see the results well that's awesome yeah absolutely well thank you so much for taking time to join us today we really appreciate oh, thank it thank you yes. thank you so i guess that brings this episode to a close what pray tell do you have in store for people next week it depends Fair enough. Well, thanks for tuning in. Bye. <laughs> yeah, we're either going to be we have we have two amazing options depending right. on how editing goes. If the editing goes well and quickly uh, and smoothly, then we will we will have Chelsea Jackson Roberts on. OK, if it takes a little longer than expected. Sure. And I'm sure it would be our fault that right. it did. Um, <laughs> then it would be Jeff Perlman, who is. A sports writer. A sports writer used to write for Sports Illustrated. He's written uh, quite a few books, yeah. and uh, and and he was a fun talk. So and a very very fun guy. Yeah. So you guys have two great options coming your way. So until <laughs> then, where can people find you? People can find me at facebook.com slash crystal d o'keefe. They can find me at Instagram, Twitter, the bike, and of course the tread at clip crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash tom o'keefe. You can find the show online facebook.com slash the clip out. That was our. Our dog hit her head on the table. That was the the conk you heard. And now you see her trying to lick Crystal's face. So if you've never gone to our YouTube channel, here's a chance to see our dog lick Clip Out Crystal. So you can also find the show online, facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And of course, sign up for our newsletter at the and see our dog at youtube.com slash the clip out. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep peddling and running.